Hello everybody, my name is Gabby and welcome or welcome back to I Am The Storm. Today's episode is called The Ugly Fat Friend <laughs> um, and I just want to start off this episode uh, with a trigger warning for um, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, body shaming, all things weight loss, all things body related, eating related. Um, and so if any of those things resonate with you in a negative way, I do not want to um, play a part in triggering you. So um, I love you and I will talk to you in the next episode. But outside of that, we are going to start off um, and I feel like explaining a little bit of background before I like get into it. And so this episode originally was not planned for this week, um, but it's just where I am mentally currently so I thought what better way than to open up and share it on the podcast because I'm all about full transparency um and putting myself out there in that way and so I wanted to start off with I know I've said like four times how I wanted to start off but with my kind of story in a way and so I grew up and I feel like I was a pretty normal sized child up until like maybe third or fourth grade. Um, and in my house, my parents never regulated my food or like our eating. Um, we had a decent amount of snacks and like, um, during the summers, my sister would make me food basically. Um, but there was never like a, Oh, like you can't eat this after a certain time, or you can only have three Oreos or anything like that. Like there were plenty of summers where we bought a box of like ice cream cone things. And I ate like the whole thing of blue bunnies in one night. And that was just, (laughs) it just was kind of, it wasn't a thing. Like it just wasn't a thing for us to, um, to, I don't want to say be shamed for it, but also just like, it just wasn't regulated. Um, and so of course, uh, Again, I was a little chunky girl. It grew into my cheeks. Um, (laughs) I've always had chunky cheeks, but um, third or fourth grade was probably like the first time I, like my earliest recollection of being bigger, um, or at least bigger than everybody else. Of course, in hindsight, I look back and I was never actually as big as I thought I was, but mm, hindsight's always 20-20. But I remember asking, I used to beg my mom to do gymnastics or cheerleading. She always said, no, it's okay. I'm not upset. I'm just a little upset. And I realized like pretty early on, especially in like fifth grade, everybody around me had been playing soccer. And that's a very like Fredericksburg thing um, where everyone played travel soccer and they had been playing for years and years and years and by the time I caught on I was like oh you guys are like all playing soccer and so on one hand they're also all popular because the entire county played soccer and then on the other hand they were fit because they were playing soccer it's running the entire time but um that was something that I was like okay we are not the same um and Middle school is just a little rough. Like, I think middle school, I was definitely bullied pretty bad in middle school. That was, like, the worst of of it all, of, like, body issues, body image. Um, there was a pretty, there was a moment, and no hate to my mom. Literally, I love my mother so much. We've talked about this, so that's the only reason I'm sharing this on the podcast. But she had taken me to a Weight Watchers meeting at least once or twice, um, and I... <laughs> 
she didn't, she forgot that this happened. And so when I brought it back up and she was like, oh my God, did I scar you? I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no. And I don't, I really don't, I can't remember whether or not she was going for herself and like, was kind of like a, we'll do it together thing. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. But, um, things like that. Like I can, I can remember at least through middle school, like my weight had definitely been something that had been on my mind ever since. Um, and Middle school was also the first time I had played a sport, like, in my whole life. Uh, Eighth grade, I managed to make it onto the volleyball team. I was not very good. Um, I did not play. I had literally no playing time. Um, But I was on the team, so that's (laughs) that's all that matters, right? Uh, But that did kick off high school for me because um, in high school, I was a part of a decent amount of sports, I'd say. Um, And I started high school as a cheerleader, so... Um, you have to do those tryouts before the end of middle school, like going into high school for the summer because you condition basically all summer. And so um, started off by doing cheerleading and um, and then in the spring I did softball and um, then I also picked up shot put, uh, so winter track. And, and so for all of that, it was being a part of a sport. Um, I wasn't ever really in shape though like no matter how much conditioning we did it was I I never felt like I was in shape um and I was never good at these sports by the way like I (laughs) I was not good at these sports at all um but but that was high school so um like the end of high school I also started working at Jersey Mike's this is like a side thing but if you can only imagine um I blew up working at Jersey Mike's because I was eating a sub basically every night that I worked which is multiple times a week, and we would eat cookies, we would eat brownies, we would take home cookies, we would take home brownies, like, the subs at Jersey Mike's are amazing, I still love Jersey Mike's, but I should not have been eating that many subs, um, that much bread, and that much, like, that many cookies, it, but, nevertheless, so, um, around that time, also, I had been, diagnosed with PCOS, which if you don't know, that's polycystic ovary ovarian syndrome. Um, and so it makes weight gain a lot easier and weight loss a lot harder for a lot of women. Um, and I do happen to struggle with that. And sometimes I can relate it back to my PCOS. Other times it's just like lifestyle things, but, um, it's definitely something that I note and give myself a little bit of grace for. And so my identity leading up to college could be described as the ugly fat friend. Um, And for a few different reasons, mainly because I was bigger than all my friends in high school who were white. And I thought I was ugly um, because none of the guys who were also white were attracted to me. And it wasn't until I went off to college that I started receiving more male attention. And when I realized I wasn't ugly necessarily I was just fat and black in a place that valued being skinny and white and so uh, for the first time in college it was like my body wasn't fat I was described as thick Um, and that was something that was desired by some people and so um, this was around the time that I also started to lose some weight towards the end of uh, my freshman year of college because obviously you come to college you're walking around a lot but I did Zumba. I loved, I fell in love with Zumba in the rec center in like twice a week or so. Uh, And I honestly was basically starving myself in retrospect. Um, All I ate were like the pre-made fruit and cheese packs from AVP and then the chicken salad from Create. 
like that's seriously all I ate um some rice cakes every now and then <laughs> but um I had I had my back home friend group of girls and we were all the same size which is a side note but like that's the best thing in the world like having friends that are your same size you just get to share clothes and it's it's everything that you can dream of but um I, in freshman year I also started to have like a, a more diverse group of friends um to where I wasn't really sticking out as much as the quote-unquote ugly fat friend um and that doesn't mean that feeling went away though and so when I crossed I and crossed um I have to remember that not everybody knows like that terminology but when I crossed as in when I joined my sorority and came out um I experienced a huge shift in social status and like that whole culture um that made me feel very seen but I knew it was very superficial um and I can talk more about that in another episode if y'all want you know that tea I love my org so I'm not coming for Greek life so don't come for me um but I, I still never identified as a confident person. Um, I could now call myself pretty because I'm an AKA and that's our thing, but, (laughs) but it's not like something I would be like, yeah, I know I'm a pretty girl. Uh, or I know that, you know, I'm attractive or something like that. And so outside of that, I wasn't really acknowledging, um, my beauty. That just wasn't a thing for me. Um, and I feel like, it wasn't until my senior year of college that I started to gain that confidence. And I wish I could say I got it honestly, but in reality, it was the amount of drunk girl bathroom encounters that did it. Because we all know how that goes. And girls never will tell you that they think you're pretty unless they actually mean it. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way and be like, oh my God, you're so gorgeous unless I truly think that and so other girls are like that but the alcohol always just enhances that and so if you've ever experienced the bathroom encounter you know what I'm talking about but um that really it was around this time I was also making more friends in Blacksburg um and a lot more new people basically just like a lot of new people that I was meeting and then telling me that they thought I was pretty and so I started to believe it like that's honestly where that confidence started to come from and it's sad because I know that it's an issue with self-esteem and if only I could believe it without the validation from others that would be great um and that's still an issue today as I'm more comfortable now with how I look but it's still a desire to hear that validation from others and of course unfortunately for men because we hate male validation however we all kind of struggle with it I'm not gonna say we all I'm not gonna put that on you but I know I struggle with it and I know it's a common thing um, for a lot of girls to struggle with, especially in our early twenties or, you know, how, however old you might be if you're still struggling with that. But, um, yeah, so male validation or just validation in general. And so the current battle that, um, I'm kind of fighting right now is trying to trick myself, quote unquote, into enjoying exercise. Um, I have a strong mind and, I struggle with connecting the dots as to why I dislike exercise so much. And I think in reality, it's not that I don't like exercising. Because when I was weightlifting consistently, when I was doing shot put, I found a lot of joy in it. Like I loved the feeling of being strong. Um, But for some reason, I struggled to tap back into that. And so 
uh, it isn't really that crazy when you think about it. And so I've had so many negative interactions with exercising that I truly believe that there's a level of trauma there and I have to work through and heal that to break it, um, of course, and to develop a healthier lifestyle. Um, and this is a thought that I'm trying to sort out as I explain it, but one of the examples of an experience that really affected me drastically is fitness testing and like gym class back in grade school. And I feel like everyone, unless you were super fit, felt a wave of anxiety when you got to school and found out you'd be doing the pacer test in gym class that day. Like we literally would not dress out if we knew that we were going to do a the, do the pacer test when we got to gym class and of course being at a school with a bunch of fit people and soccer players and being friends with a lot of athletes in high school meant I was stuck between a rock and a hard place because I wanted to be perceived as fit and um as I was a member of like various sports teams but I also knew how embarrassed I would be when I could barely reach the minimum score and this is a slight tangent real quick but what was that? Like, seriously, what was that? Because we did those tests every single year and it felt like an opportunity just to make fat kids feel shamed for not being fit. And if you didn't pass or you didn't dress out to avoid it, there was no penalty. Like there was literally, it's not like you got your, whether or not you were going to graduate from high school, depending on how many fitness testing opportunities that you, you went through. Like it was literally just I, like, I get it, I guess, because you need some sort of benchmark. But at the same time, it was just torture. Like, it was literally just torture. And so, that's my little round. I, it caused a lot of stress on me as a child. And I now still feel it because experiences like the pacer test and falling behind and team workouts and always being the last person to run the mile and just all of those things of, like, just falling behind, um has made working out around other people really hard. And I know what you're thinking, like just work out alone, problem solved. But uh, reality, like in reality, the the real problem is when it comes and affects my daily life. Like when my friends want to go on a hike or um, I am literally part of a nonprofit organization. And one of the, one of the programs is humble hikes, like taking kids on hikes and same with that or if going on walks or um things like that when those opportunities are presented to me my initial reaction is like ew no I hate exercising but in reality I know that there's a part of me that's honestly just scared of falling behind uh and it's something about always falling behind and going to the gym with people farther along with me in their fitness journey and always just feeling behind or uh inferior in a way and a lot of this now like my coworkers, I work downtown and um my coworkers love to walk and so whenever we do a lunch like a lunch together downtown we will walk and I hate that so much I hate it so much because it's just over a brisk walk <laughs> or a comfortable walk like you reach the point where you're comfortable and then it's like you keep going that's that's where it is and they also walk very fast and so I'm miserable the whole time because it goes from a enjoyable walk to I cross that threshold between now okay this feels like exercise and I'm struggling to keep up and I start falling behind and luckily I have Olivia 
with me. I don't know what I would do without her. But um, it just makes me feel so bad. And it's like the little me on the inside just wants to cry and, and shrivel up because she's still healing from that past trauma as a kid of falling behind. And it's like, Gabby, it's okay. Like, it's it's okay to not be up there with the group. It's okay to not walk as fast as everybody else. It's okay to go your own pace. But it's definitely something that I still struggle with even as an adult now. And like I said, it is a mental battle for sure. Um, and I will definitely uh, take some of the the healing because... As I hear myself talk about it, I, I see <laughs> I see all the places where I can correct my thinking and uh, apply po- positive solutions and tactics that I could try. Uh, but I genuinely want to overcome this and I want to take my health into my own hands because in reality it is in my own hands. It's just me not necessarily always taking care of it. And I do have a lot of health conditions that I'm predisposed to, so I really want to um get a grip on that as I'm still young because those things can drastically uh affect my quality of life and it's like I'm ashamed to say at 22 I can already feel some of the negative effects you know and that's something that I really I'm not okay with and so I'm trying to break those habits now trying to implement the lifestyle changes that I need to do so that way I can not only just feel better about how I look but also feel better about you know my health because at the end of the day that's what's important and so um for right now I've been practicing yoga actually Uh, there's a studio next to my job and they also do a cycle but uh, I've been doing that three days a week in the mornings and it's been a great addition like I truly love yoga I love my little routine I've put together and the benefits of yoga are amazing in general Um, And this is hot yoga, so I'm burning a ton of calories in a very low-impact way, which I love because um, typically when you think about going back to the gym or stuff like that, it's running, cardio, or um, heavy weightlifting, things like that, and then you're so painfully sore the next day that you don't even want to think about going back. Um, And so it's something that I enjoy because I'm focusing, and it's all about um, mindfulness and while also building strength and flexibility and just not applying any judgment on my body while getting a decent workout um and of course at this time Stella wants to chew on her bone so I'm sorry for the background noise if you can hear we've moved her I moved her but um she still wants to chew on her bone and it's still very loud but I know that I'm wrapping up pretty soon, so we're just going to power through, so just try to focus as much as you can on the sound of my voice. I know, this raspy, raspy voice. (laughs) But um, like I was saying, I I really do enjoy yoga at the end of the day, and so um, it's a step in the right direction in my healing process and my healing with my relationship with my physical body and physical activity, and it's kind of proving my theory, right, that I can trick myself as... Um, I make it like really fun because the place that I go to is super bougie. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm living the lap of luxury. Okay. Like the place is so cute and it's hot yoga. And then to the end of it, it's like, I'm in this room. Well, first of all, I'm in this room with like 
a whole bunch of Lululemon girlies, like just very much the girls, the girlies, the girlies, there are some men, but the girlies for the most part. And I, we do our class, which is amazing. Like it's no phones and it's just awesome. And then the end of the class, we get these cold towels that have lavender and grapefruit um, essential oils like on them. And so that's just like, ugh, the best thing in the world. And they provide everything. They have amazing, like the facility is absolutely amazing. Like absolutely amazing. And they have like a potion bar, which is just like healthy smoothies, healthy drinks and stuff like that. And then I shower there cause it's right next to my job. So I shower and um, head over to work cause they go in the mornings. And so the showers are absolutely beautiful. Like I've just made this experience so nice and luxurious and bougie so I am happy to be there like I enjoy the practice but then it's also like I am just happy to um to treat myself like it's such a it is an investment but I'm investing in myself and so that's something I can be proud of um and so with that I also started with the Daniels fast this year and so that kind of helped me kick off the new year like eating healthier Um, and I'm trying to manage that the best way that I can and continuing on. And I will say, um, the reason this episode, like I said, got moved up is just because this is something that I've been struggling with a lot lately in like the past two days or so. And while I love the lifestyle changes that I have been making, I'm also becoming overly critical with myself as I search for results. Um, I take pictures every morning to document progress, but also honestly, just to put it on my private story and be like, ah, look how cute I am. And I, I find myself obsessing over it. Like I go back and I look and I'm obsessed to look at the progress. And, um, in more recent years, I feel like when I try to eat healthier or go on a diet, quote unquote, I start to develop a lot of negative thoughts around food. Um, and more specifically, like whether or not I should eat. Um, and then when I decide, okay, I am hungry, then it's like, well, if I'm going to eat anything, it should be healthy. And it, it, it just, it's a spiral that happens very quickly. And so, um, I think in moderation, these things are normal, but it can reach a certain level where it becomes very dangerous thinking. And so what do I do? I, I return to the basics. I try my best to, uh, make easy decisions that I feel like I'll feel good about later. And I lean on the people that support me don't restrict myself, but I aim to just be in tune with what I need. Um, it's very much an issue that's a work in progress, but I know I'll get there because um, that's where I want to go. And so if anybody else is struggling with anything similar to what I talked about or resonated with anything similar, you are absolutely beautiful. Um, you're beautiful. You are perfect the way you are, the way God made you. Um, I totally understand wanting to lose weight for um physical reasons because I would be lying if I told you health was the only uh, motivation I have I definitely said I wanted to hop off social media which I have and pop back up in the summer looking real cute and skinny and I keep joking about it but I think uh I'm kind of remembering to myself that your words have so much power like um not to not to get all biblical up in here, but you know, even the Bible says, you know, how, oh, I'm paraphrasing so horribly, but (laughs) life and death is, uh, 
it's in your tongue. It's the things that you say. And so um, I could probably, and by probably, I mean definitely work on what I say surrounding these things because I, um, I spend a lot of time talking or making jokes about you know, wanting to be skinny or how much weight I'm losing and all of these things. And it's like, no wonder it's consuming my thoughts on a regular basis when I'm speaking it out. And so I definitely could work on that with myself. And I encourage you to do the same. Um, if you are struggling or even, even if you're not, just take the lesson of the things that you say matter. Like whether that's about your body, whether that's about, um, how you look or, your personality, the friends that you have, the people that you have, your family, anything. The things that you say matter. They definitely can manifest in a positive or negative way. Um, the choice is yours, honestly. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go ahead and close this one out. So that's all for this episode. Um, I'll be back again either next week or so uh, with another episode for you guys. And if you don't want to miss uh, little if you don't want to miss it, um, <laughs> make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen. Um, if you are following me on Instagram, uh, you will see where I post updates to my story, even though I'm not really on Instagram right now, but I'm trying to just at least post updates for the podcast. But if you want to support me uh, in this show, there is a link that you can use to buy me a cup of coffee. And outside of that, I will see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Bye.